You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hello, you're joining me for episode 204 of the Blended Family Podcast. Sorry about last week. I had the show all ready to go for you guys, but we were traveling on business. We had a business trip for the finance and it was a convention and I took all that I had to get everything done before I left and I just wasn't able to get that out to you in time. So I'm so sorry. And since we got back, I've been exhausted because while we were there, they had us training from morning to night, like pretty much all day, all night, only running on a few hours of sleep. So this week has just been exhausting for me. I'm trying to kind of get back into the swing of things. It's been so busy. We finally got our car back. Remember, we didn't have our car for like a whole month and it needed an entirely new transmission. So that happened. Let's see what else. We had a couple of birthdays to celebrate in June. It was Sean's mom's birthday. You know, she lives with us. And it was also my stepdaughter's birthday and she was turning 16 and we ended up going out to celebrate. It was really, really fun. We went to Mango's nightclub, which is the same, if you remember the wedding, it was the same nightclub we went to after our wedding. But actually it's a family place and if it's not too late, they let you in with your kids and maybe people don't want to take little ones, but these were my teenagers. So we took them out and it's a Spanish club. So you get to dance and hear music. And I tell you what, it was just really fun to be able to go out with my children where, you know, it's just different when they're teenagers, right? They're not... They're not crying and whining and complaining. They're actually out having fun and dancing and interacting with us as their parents having fun together, which was just really different and wonderful. And, you know, Sean and I just looked at each other and we're like, wow, this is just so amazing to have gotten to this point with the kids. And it's not always like that. And believe me, there's times that we don't want to be going out with them. Trust me. But it's just nice. So I, just a little bit of inspiration, right? For, for those of you who have the young kids and who feel like it's never going to get better, I will tell you just hang on. The time is coming where the kids are older and they get to talk to you like adults and it's just a totally different experience. So that was back in June. There's nothing really else going on here. Uh, remember, I was running that free coaching session contest, so I did choose a winner for that, and the winner is Becky R. And Becky, I already emailed you to let you know how to redeem that coaching session. And for anyone else who would like coaching with me or to even sign up for a consult to even see if we're a fit, just go to blendedfamilypodcast.com slash schedule. And then you can choose the option there. And I do have coaching packages as well. So you'll save a little money if you sign up for three or five sessions. But I find that a lot of people really enjoy the coaching because I'm able to just give you some tips and some strategies to go about things maybe a different way, maybe a way that you weren't thinking of handling things. And so people are really enjoying those sessions. And I have to be honest, I really enjoy doing them as well. I love working with you guys. It's just really my life purpose. So I've got no financial tip today, but in the show notes, you'll see I've added a video. So the YouTube sensation, This Big House, which is basically, well, they're going to be on the show today for the interview. So you'll hear them in a few minutes, but they've got a YouTube show and I actually personally know them. I work with this person's sister in my other office, but very, very amazing people. And they've got an interracial blended family, which is something I've been really wanting to have on the show for a while. But anyway, they asked me to be a guest on their YouTube show to talk about blended families and finance. So if you want to check out that video to hear some of my tips, my financial tips for blended families, you can go to that link there in the show notes. And again, or you could just go to this big house on YouTube and find the video about finance. But you're going to hear from them now, Esther and Jay from this big house. You are going to love them. So let's jump right into the interview and we will catch you guys back again next week, I hope. 
Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited today. I've got a great couple joining me on the show, Esther Hutchinson and her husband, Jay. They're family YouTubers and relationship coaches who are followed by thousands and whose content from their channel has been featured in the Daily Mail. Esther and Jay's experience lend their hearts to passionately motivate people to make the best with what they have wherever they are in their relationships. They also inspire others to grow closer in their marriage and families through their hardships and mistakes. Esther and Jay live here with me in Florida with their big blended family of seven children. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Melissa. <laughs> it's our pleasure. So I'm so, so excited that you guys are here. I've checked out your YouTube channel, but and we have tons and tons to talk about. But first, what I'd like you to do is just tell us a little bit about yourselves, your personal story of how you came to be, and tell us about the structure of your blended family. How we came to be. Uh, well, we, we met originally uh, through a website, actually. And, uh, and then, and she had, I had three kids and she had two, and then we ended up having two together and we got married after uh, about a year of dating. No, six months of dating. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. It was supposed to be a year, but then we, uh, we kind of fast forward, forwarded (laughs) things. And that was kind of a, uh, a quick dive into the blended married life. And then we also have the multicultural aspect. So the makeup of our family goes from right now, we're from ages 19 to uh, three Mm -hmm. and six boys and one girl. So, and then uh, culturally uh, two children of African descent, black children mm-hmm. and two uh, or three white children and then, and then two mixed, right two and, biracial so uh, and i'm haitian from haiti wow well i i think this is interesting and I'm from Ohio. <laughs> well i i think it's interesting how we met actually for the listeners who don't know i actually met Esther's sister at my office for the other business that we're doing in the finances. And we had gotten to talking about what I do and that, you know, what I do outside of World Financial Group and started talking about the blended family thing. And she said, oh, you know, my sister does this YouTube channel. And I said, really? And we got to talking about it. And it I found it so interesting that it just so happened that you are an interracial blended family, which is what I've been trying to feature on the show for over a year now. I just haven't found the right fit uh, or the right family to talk about it. Um, so, and, and of course, you live here in Florida, and I just think that it's very interesting that we live so close and we had no idea. And then when Esther, when you went home to look at my stuff, we found out that you're already part of, of my group on Facebook. So for the <laughs> listeners, uh, Esther is already in the group. So if you want to reach <laughs> out to her, and I will definitely tag her when I when I put this show there. But it's just interesting the way things work and the way people meet. So I want to talk about first. I want to talk about your YouTube channel which mm-hmm. is called, is it called This Big House? That's yes. correct. Yes. Okay. So I had definitely watched some of the videos and I think that it's charming and I love what you guys are doing. But can we talk a little bit about why? Why the YouTube channel? Like what did you guys, what happened that you guys said, we want to start this thing or we want to start helping blended families? How did that all come to be? Well, it's it's interesting. Wherever we, we would go, people would, constantly ask us, how do you do it? You know, there's so many of you. And, and so then after we got married, we, Jay actually suggested blogging and then we were considering blogging, but then from blogging, it moved to YouTube and, um, and how to, and it went to YouTube because of uh, Kai's video. That's right. So we, we said we we're going to do it, but then we waited and waited. And then our youngest, our three-year-old, he had gotten into some, some of my hair care stuff. And I had my camera and I filmed it because it was cute, but I was also very upset about it. So <laughs> Jay goes, well, why don't you just put it on YouTube then? So that was the actual first video that we put on there as this big house. And it, it went semi-viral. And that's the one that actually was on the Daily Mail. But from then on, we started seeing the reaction from everyone. And then so we did an intro video introducing us as a couple and then introducing our children. And honestly, it grew a lot faster than we really anticipated. 
But I think it's kind of like what you were saying. I think it's the interracial aspect and also the fact that we have a lot of kids from with variation of colors. (laughs) Well, and I think people just love to see what other people are going through. I mean, I I think for me with the podcast is great, but I know that I need to be more present on video too. And that's one of my downfalls. I hate being in front of the camera, but I need to. And I think that people really want to see that. They want to see how you're living. They want to see what your family's like. They want to really feel like they're a part of it. And that's why I think that YouTube videos are so successful in many cases. But yeah, I agree. You guys have a big family. And so people out there struggling want to know, how are you guys doing it, right? Because you have seven kids. We have four and we find that to be a challenge. You guys have seven. And the other aspect here is that you have kids from many different ages, right? You have teenagers, you have uh, preteens, right? And you have younger kids. So what is that like? What is it like trying to balance groups of kids from all different ages? Well, it's definitely a challenge. (laughs) And I can remember people telling me when I had just, you know, younger kids, toddlers, that the teenage years are the toughest. So I, I can wholeheartedly, we can both wholeheartedly agree with yes. that right now, having a 13, almost 16, 17 and 19 year old. That is the uh, biggest challenge. But also, like you mentioned, the, the range of ages, ages, that's a challenge too, because when, when you're just doing activities, it's hard to find something that everybody's gonna be interested that's right. in. Mm-hmm. And then also, and then there being so many children, you know, you got to, it's a challenge to try to take time for each child, each child. Yeah. So can you give me the breakdown? Uh, Jay, you have three kids. What are the ages of yours? Uh, the original three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we call it the original. Uh, 13. And my daughter who will almost, she's almost 16. She'll be 16 next week. And then 17. And okay. then. And mine, I have a 19-year-old boy and a 10-year-old boy. Okay. And then the two that you have together are how old? Four and three boys. Oh, goodness. That is a lot of boys. But, you know, I think if you talk to people, people would probably tell you better to have the the many boys over the many girls. Um, we have yeah. three teenage girls and one teenage boy. And the girls are definitely a challenge, but in a totally different way. But I imagine that your house with so many boys is probably maybe kind of loud, kind of rambunctious. Do you have rambunctious boys? Uh, yes. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, Especially do. in the four-year-old. He's, he's probably the most rambunctious. Uh, yep, I would say the four-year-old and then the 10-year-old. But, you yeah. know, but this is what I hear. I hear that the boys are very rambunctious, but... I usually hear that, you know, the, the attitudes aren't as bad. Now, when they get to be, they get a little punky around 17, 18, the boys, but the girls are like, they're really mean, you know, like just, Mm. they know how to be mean in a way that you don't always know what they're capable of. They're very sneaky about it. And they like to hold (laughs) grudges, whereas boys, they'll fight it out and they'll be done. But girls that, that will not end for days. They'll just keep that stuff going and going and going. So it's just very different, I think. (laughs) Well, I, I grew up with uh, the only boy out of four. So I always say that God saw my pain and <laughs> now, now the, the fortunes have re- reversed. So <laughs> I have no complaints. Oh, my God. That's so funny. OK, so so let's let's talk uh, about your interracial family, because I think that that's one of the main things that I wanted to talk to you guys about, uh, because we have a lot of interracial families in our community and mm-hmm. they find it to be challenging. And I was looking through your videos and I saw one called, um, which is harder being an interracial family or being a blended family. And I thought that that was really interesting. And I wanted to talk about that a little bit. Um, so tell me a little bit about why you made that video and, and really for the listeners, which is harder for you, interracial or blended? Well, we created this video because we've gotten some questions from some of our, um, some of our people watching or people just asking questions and, and they wanted to know which one is harder. And even us, we wanted to like kind of put it to the test, which one is harder. Is it harder dealing with blended family issues or dealing with interracial? And then once after we sat down and filming this video and having conversations, we actually realized that being in a blended family was far harder. Way more difficult. 
harder than um, being an interracial. At now, least, also, at least in our that's what I was going to say. We are also in Florida and where some people who have actually commented on our videos, it, they get the opposite end, like depending on where they are, like, I don't know, in Alabama, deep woods in Alabama, somewhere like that, where um, I guess racism is far more in your face compared to here. Now, we've got we've gotten looks, but I can't say that they've been disgusted looks. It's been more so. Oh, OK. Now, I'm sure there may have been some who have who probably have looks of disgust, but they did pretty well at hiding it. I, yeah, <laughs> I haven't noticed really. anything, but. But to our surprise, we've actually dealt with more racism on our YouTube channel than in real life. And so, uh huh. And and I know sometimes people are far more um, courageous to write comments that are hurtful than to actually verbally say something hurtful to someone. But yeah, a lot more racism comments from our YouTube channel. Well, that doesn't surprise me that in different places there is going to be a difference in racism and things like that. But and, and you're mm-hmm. right in Florida, there there are a lot of multiracial families here in Florida. I see them all the time, and I of mm-hmm. course don't make a big deal about it. It's becoming very common. But and and you know what's funny too though is I sent out a questionnaire to some families that were interested in being a part of the show because, like I said about a year ago, I put out some feelers saying who's interracial. I need some information. I'm doing some research, and a lot of them said the same thing that you said, that it's not as challenging as one might think anymore. And that's a wonderful thing because the times are changing and people need to change too. So, but, but you know, the main thing that I would want to ask, and I'm sure this is, is what happened initially when you guys got together is, is what people are saying, right? So you have family that are all saying things and you have friends and then you have things that strangers are saying. So what was that like? Let's just break it down a little bit. What was it like for each of your families when you guys got together? Did you have any family members that were not on board with it? Uh, I'll take this one first, but I, I mean, you know, I, I hadn't really, I dated, you know, one or two uh, black women before Esther, but not anything serious. So, and I knew that, you know, I wasn't raised, uh, you know, to be racist or anything like that. So I knew how my family was, but it's still, it's, it's something it's different. So I, you know, I, I shared it with them. It was, it was really nothing. No, no, um, you know, no issue at all. There was really not even, uh, comments. You know, I think the biggest thing, uh, maybe one of my sisters said is that, uh, I don't, I don't cause Esther's from Haiti. So it just seemed like I, I had been dating, uh, women from like of different nationalities, not so she wasn't really focused on the skin color or anything, but it was just that. And then was was there any, was that the did that answer yeah. the question? Yeah. yeah, for me, um, it, same with me. My honestly, my my parents are so used to me dating different people from other races or nationalities that it wasn't a surprise, but. When Jay and I were dating, I did ask him, how did he think his kids were going to handle possibly having a black stepmom? Because, you know, his kids are very white, you know? And so <laughs> so I, I did ask him, I'm like, well, how do you think they're going to handle that? Because not only am I black, but I'm also Haitian. So my culture is different and um our views, my, my parents and their belief system. So, and he goes, Oh, it's going to be fine. But I was still worried about that. And then when it was time to meet his family, when he took me to Ohio, I was extremely nervous to meet his grandfather because I'm thinking old school white dude, right? (laughs) (laughs) How is he going to handle me? Like, you know, and, uh, but all praises to God, because I actually had the complete opposite like he was extremely excited to meet me and um, his sister was having a birthday party and he told them, I'm only here to see Esther. I want to meet Esther. And at the time he was in his eighties, right? Wasn't he yeah, in his eighties? was it about six, seven years ago? Yeah. yeah. And, um, and so he, he, he welcomed me into the family and he was telling me how, you know, we have all kinds in our family. We have Chinese Eskimos <laughs> and, <laughs> And he was just like, you know, and then so I'm asking him for advice. He goes, just have a lot of babies. They're going to take care of you someday. Like he was extremely. They had 10 kids. Yes. 
Yes. Um, but he he was extremely cool, still cool with us, with me and our family. It was uh, being interracial. It's never been like, oh, you know, it's Jay and his black wife. I've never felt that way from his family. And have you felt that way with my family? Well, the <laughs> well, he had to learn. <laughs> well, no, there's definitely a different culture. No, the way that we do things in, like, uh, you know, say we go over to her family's house for Christmas compared to my family's house for Christmas, it's a few decibels higher at her family's. Um, but no, I was going to say that uh, I don't know if this has, I don't know if this has, maybe you don't want me to say this, but I, what? I don't know if this has anything to do with my my race or my culture, but I got interrogated by her family <laughs> when I was when we were first dating. So right, and he had to learn that um, you know being Haitian whistling in front of an adult is like extremely disrespectful. But I don't think I ever whistled in front of him. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. But I had to tell him and 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 his kids like, listen, you know, around my parents, you can't do that. You you can't whistle. <laughs> I mean, it, it may sound silly. But whistling in front of a, a Haitian parents, it's it's major disrespect. So it, it's different things like that. And of course, we're we're very like he said, we're loud. We're loud when we're laughing, and it may sound like we're arguing, but really we're not. And then just the the activities that you do when you're when you're having a get together, mm-hmm. it's different. Meaning, well, <laughs> a lot of uh, dancing things like that. You guys are into. I'm not into dancing and stuff. I'd rather play a board game or or go outside and play football, stuff like that. Which is true because when we go to Jay's family, that's what we do. We'll play board games and and just it's a lot more quiet. And uh, at our house, it's a lot more loud and music and and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. You know what you guys are really talking about here with the multicultural differences? That's really almost every blended family, really, right? Because mm-hmm. all blended families experience different cultures, even if they are the same race. Every family has different structure around holidays and around the way that they do things and having get-togethers and just the way that they speak and, and what the rules are. And so that's something that I think every family has to face. It's really funny. I'm laughing at the whole whistling thing because my husband hates whistling like it drives him bananas and everywhere we go if he hears somebody whistling in a store like he has OCD and he he just wants to kill them and I'm like honey what's the big deal it's just just whistling like why are you getting so upset but I find that wait till I tell him that that in in that is a Haitian thing that they find it disrespectful I wonder where that comes from because I had never heard of that before that's so interesting to me that's interesting I'm now I gotta ask my parents where that came from because it's I just know it growing up. That's all we know. Yeah. (laughs) That's so funny. So, okay. So we were talking about family. So family was very accepting. Um, What about uh, any of your friends? Did you have any uh, problems with friends or people you guys work with? Anybody saying any kind of rude comments to you guys? Um, Only one friend wondered if a white man would be able to teach two black boys how to be black men. And and she was saying it, and I understand where she was coming from. Of course, it's always coming from a place of love. And, you know, she was like, well, he's white. He doesn't understand some of the struggles that black guys um, go through. So how would he be able to help raise your boys into strong black men? And honestly, and I got to be honest, I did wonder that. And it was while we were dating. And I'm like, well, is he going to be able to do that? I mean, you know, the struggle is real out there, even with um, uh, racism being as a little more low key nowadays, you know, it would be naive to think that there's no more racism, you know? And so, um, but what I realized is that I I didn't want my boys to grow up thinking I am a strong black man. I wanted them to grow up thinking I'm a strong Christian man, man, a, a godly man. So I wanted him to have a good godly character more than I wanted them to focus on their race. Because sometimes when you focus so much on that, you can walk into a room, you're thinking the first thing they see is, you know, this is a black guy when really they're just like the shirt or the tie or, you know, or something like that. So I didn't want them to walk around with a chip on their shoulder, but I also wanted them to be aware of their environment and their surroundings, if if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Let me ask you, did um, your ex, Esther, uh, or the, the father, the biological father, is he involved? Yes. Okay. 
Okay. And how, so how was that, how is that relationship going? So I've been married twice before Jay. Jay's my third marriage. So the first husband for my oldest son, he's not really involved. I call him the seasonal dad. (laughs) And so (laughs) depending on the season, he might, you know, be around or whatever. But now that my son's 19, they, they have their own relationship and I let them deal with that on their own. Now, my other son, my 10 year old, his dad is extremely involved and in terms like disciplining, sometimes something that's happening here where Jay and I have already handled it. Sometimes I would still call him to just kind of let him know so that way he can, you know, add more to it. Or so I think we have a pretty good partnership, him and him and Lloyd and which is my ex's name and Jay, they've talked and, and I think they have a, a good cordial relationship. So that's yeah. great. And Jay, what about your ex? Uh, is, what about she, involved? Is, she, is, she involved? is she involved? Oh yeah. She's um, yeah. We have split custody, so it's 50 50 and that's the way it's been since we split up. Uh, so it's been like that for over a decade. Um, there's always challenges with that. Uh, I don't, I don't want to get into them too much, but, um, and, but as far as, uh, her relationship with Esther, I think that's pretty good. Good. Uh, you know, Esther has done a very good job with that. I think as far as just not being judgmental towards her or, or even taking sides too much, um, realizing that, you know, it's the, the children who are affected the most in, in these situations. Right. And in the beginning, it, it was a bit challenging and, and I get it. Um, here's a new woman now that's around my kids or or, you know, how us women can be. I don't want you until someone else is with you. Then it's like, you know, we get a little catty. But I had already made up my mind that I wasn't going to go down that catty road. And, um, and I, again, you know, this is actually my second blended family. So I, I, I've been down that road before and I know what works And getting in there and fighting the ex-wife does not work. So I figured un- unless it's something that she's directly saying to me, I wasn't going to let it affect me because ultimately I wanted peace, um, for the sake of the children. Yeah, totally. Totally. Well, let's talk about the kids then a little bit. Um, I want to know how it was for them or how it is for them. Do, did they have uh, questions or concerns going into this? Were they concerned or worried about what people would think? Did you notice anything at the school? Um, anything maybe they came home and said to you that people were saying to them or did it seem like a smooth transition for them? I think um, I think it was a pretty smooth tra- transition, at least from our viewpoint, all things considered. But I mean, I think Esther and I, we we had our own issues that we've had to work out through, work out over the years. Um, and I know that they have, uh, you know, they'll be asked, like uh, you know, like Jacob and Zion. Just just the other day, we were at the park and they're playing with some other boys and. They, one of them said that, like Jacob said, said that Zion was his brother. And of course, their skin color is different. So the boy's like, you know, how is he your brother? So I know they get stuff like that, but, um, you know, I, I don't, I haven't really seen too many concerns from them as far as, you know, the race and like whether things would work out. Although, like I said, there were challenges that I think started for Mester and I. And I think honestly, they it's probably they probably get more questioned because we're such a big family, more than it is um, black and white family. Yeah, and a lot of times with people, I think they're just curious. You go out and you see yeah. a giant family, and you see some different shades of color, and you, and they just want to know. And because exactly. people are very nosy when they're not <laughs> supposed to be, <laughs> you know. And especially so people- when it's. I'm sorry. I was going to say, especially when it's kids, they're very honest. So, yeah. 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 Oh, forget it with kids. Yeah. They just come out and ask the questions. I mean, and, and it's so it's totally it's totally true. I'm glad that things are going really well with that. So if you had one piece of advice and I'll let you each take a turn on this one piece of advice to give to other couples in a multiracial blended family or just starting out, what would that be? Um, and either one of you can go first. Oh, goodness. It's so hard to give one piece. I, I would say before even going into the, the road of marriage, 
uh, when, when dealing with blended family with an interracial aspect. Make sure that everyone is actually comfortable with it because there's already going to be challenges ahead for being in a blended family. You don't want to add another one if, you know, let's say his side has issues with the race or her side. So make sure everyone is comfortable and able and ready to battle that additional fight because then that will add on to the stress level. Um, so that's just one more thing that you'd have to deal with. So that would be mine. Just making sure that number one, oh, is everyone on board? Is everyone ready for whatever the outcome is going to be? Great advice. It's hard, it's hard for me to um, really look at it from the standpoint of race. I mean, because of there, we haven't really had any struggles there. But, um, you know, like I could give a general uh, a, a piece of advice just for a blended marriage or a blended family. Uh, and, and that would be um, <laughs> that it's that it's, it's, it's not it's not going to be easy. It's going to be difficult. Uh, and I guess I guess I could say as far as um, as far as different races, there's going to be different cultures. So the the culture differences, cultural differences will probably be a, a little more different than maybe they would be if it was the same race, possibly, you know. But um, so there's going to be challenges there. Um, but I guess the biggest piece of advice that I would say is just to um, uh, just just to not give up, but just to focus. I mean, you can only you can only work on yourself. And I think that's the best thing, like as, as a husband that I can do for my wife and my family is to to work on my own issues um, and then the same thing with my wife. And then as long as the, the head is good, the, the family, everything will fall into place. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I want to move on from the interracial aspect because you guys are not just an interracial blended family. You're so much more and you do so much for the community. And I love that. So I want to talk about a few other things. Uh, when I was scrolling through your videos, I also found one called Mistakes We Made While Blending. And I know that you guys are very vocal in, in sharing the mistakes that you made so that you can help others avoid making those same mistakes. And that's why I'm here too. So can you talk about those a little bit, maybe some mistakes that you think you made initially that you can help others with. Well, yes. I, think one, <laughs> I think one thing that we did right off the bat, that we talked about a little bit earlier, was instead of the, the, the original plan was to get married after that particular school year. So it would be an easier transition because she was living a little bit further away and it just would have made things easier. Well, our uh, feelings got the best of us so we ended up getting we wanted to have sex <laughs> so we we ended up TMI so we, you can cut that out if you want yeah. no true. no that's staying in that's staying in but anyways um, I digress uh, so we, we ended up getting married instead of waiting until June of that year we got married in January and you know, that threw our whole plan off because uh, Tyler was going to a private school somewhere. So he was and oh, yeah. And in Zion at that time, he was in daycare. So that wasn't a big issue. But Tyler's school was farther away and it kind of created a strain on a relationship because, of, you know, it, it just added a, you know, we got to drive all the way out there every day. And it just added stress to our lives. So I think um I don't even remember what the question was, but planning things, yeah, mistakes, yeah. <laughs> Plan, uh, planning, though, definitely, like, trying to, I mean, you can't, you can't plan for everything, but, you know, to have some foresight into how things are going to affect the children mm -hmm. and putting their needs above your feelings is, I think, it's, it's one mistake that we yeah. made. That yeah, definitely. We yeah, we we got married way too soon, and and when I say too soon, I, right after six six months of dating, and then right after that, we got into arguments to where I ended up we we split up, and I ended up leaving him three times uh, within the first two years of our marriage. And I think for me personally, 
I was so focused on my emotion and how I felt. I didn't think about how it would affect the children. And I, or rather, I thought about how it would affect my children. I didn't think it would affect Jay's kids as much as it did, because I'm thinking, well, I've only been in their lives for a short period of time. They have a mom. They have their dad. Why would this bother them? And to my surprise, it really did bother them. In fact, I can remember Annabelle. I think she was nine or ten. She actually cried uh, when I was leaving. And I remember that broke my heart. But I was so focused on Esther. And Esther's emotions and how Esther felt, I didn't think about how I am affecting the children, how am I, how I'm by picking up and leave, that's also rejecting them. So these are some of the things that I would encourage anyone when you're when you're thinking about getting married, don't think, oh, they're just my stepkids. I'm not going to affect them. You will. And you do. Even if they don't say anything, you are cutting that love or that tie that whatever you have with them, you are picking up and leaving. So it, it does affect them. So you have to really think about how long are you dating? And also if things are not working out in the beginning, which usually it doesn't, it requires a lot of work. I would say to stick through it just get help, get some coaching, get counseling, whatever is necessary, get a support system going to you so you can pass over that, that hump of um of pain <laughs> another thing that i would say that well we had made a mistake on is um expecting each other to accept each other's kids as our own like to love them the same way which is kind of unrealistic and i think the focus should be more on just developing a relationship with that child you know it doesn't even have to be I'm your stepdad or your stepmom. I'm I'm a I'm a person in your life that matters. Just just basically just the winning them over and and developing a relationship with them instead of focusing on or or even being pressured to focus on like I'm their mom or I'm their dad. You know? That's very true. And I know we we really struggled with that. And I remember when Jay and I were talking about it, that really broke my heart. And Jay was honest. He goes, I, I don't know if I can do that. And at the time, I'm thinking, what do you mean? <laughs> but I now realize that love takes time. Those kids didn't come from him. So it's unfair to expect your spouse to just, we're married now, so love my kids. Um, it's a process and it takes time. It, build, it, it requires uh, building that relationship, building their trust and spending time together uh, before that takes place. Uh, as long as he can start by accepting your children and be there for your children, even as a friend, you can capitalize on that over time. Can I say one more? I have <laughs> Please, go ahead. Yeah. I have one more, and I think this is, uh, I think when you are embarking on, you know, getting, a, you know, a blended family, and you're, you're going to get married, and there's kids involved, I think it's really important that you are both in a mindset of, you know, this, this is what, you know, what marriage should be, should be for life. And that there's, that if there's problems, we're going to work on this because when, uh, you know, if, if we're wishy-washy as parents, which mm-hmm. we had both, we both had moments like that. And like Esther said, we were just thinking about ourselves, but that really affected our children. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I would, I would say, you know, definitely like I would not, I would, be more, um, you know, if I was to do it over again, uh, I, I just would have taken more time just to kind of go through my my emotions and my thoughts but and just kind of lay everything out. And maybe even counseling for us together before we mm-hmm. got married. That, that would have been a good idea. But not just any counseling, because I think sometimes we underestimate the issues that are uh, that are waiting for us in the blended family, I would say specifically blended family counseling or blended family coaching. Because while you go to a regular marriage counselor, they're going to tell you traditional marriage stuff, which is great. And sometimes they might touch a little bit of blended family, but I think it doesn't fully prepare a couple for what's ahead. And I think going to a blended family counseling or a blended family coach really attacks or tackles the uh, 
the struggles that are waiting in terms of expectations, in terms of understanding these kids are coming broken from that loss that they experience from their parents splitting up, which means now that means they have wounds in their hearts. So how, how are you going to be able to handle these wounds from these little people? And some of them, they don't know how to verbalize it because they're too young or because they're teenagers that are already dealing with um, their own issues by being a teenager. So adding that additional hurt on top of that, well, how do I explain to you that I don't want you in my life? It's nothing personal. I want my parents together. I don't want you here. So how, as a woman or as a, or as a dad or as a husband, how do you handle these, these emotions, these hurt that are coming your way in your new marriage? How do you prepare for that? And I think sometimes just traditional counseling is not enough. You need something more specific for blended families. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. It's really difficult to find people that understand what it's really like. And a lot of times traditional therapists really don't know. If you if you never lived in a blended family, you can't really understand all the nuances and, and all the dynamics that go on. And it is our responsibility as professionals, you know, in the space that we're in, the three of us, to really get the information out there. And I hope listeners, I hope you were listening to all those great nuggets that Jay and Esther just gave about mistakes that they made. So you can take those and grab onto them moving forward in your own house, because that is the problem is that just this blended family knowledge is just really starting to come out now in the last few years. There really weren't a ton of resources for everybody. Right. And now that blended families are becoming very much the norm, we need help. We need guidance because we really That's do right. go into these things thinking, oh, this is going to be great. I found new love. Everything's <laughs> going to be so perfect, right? Because we're excited and we're in that lustful part of the relationship, that new love stage that is so blinding to us. And we forget to really look at the challenges. And we also, you're absolutely right. Sometimes we are a little bit selfish there. Maybe we went through a divorce or a challenging time and we feel like this is our turn now. And it certainly is, but we do need to recognize that there are children following us that didn't ask to be put in that situation. They got thrust into it and we do need to acknowledge how they feel. And, um, so I really like what you guys are doing. So such a wonderful thing. Um, so what I want to know now is, because you guys sound like a very fun couple, what do you guys do as a couple to keep your relationship alive and good with seven children? Because I know I know what it's like with four teenagers and, and doing what I do. I hardly have time. So I want to know with seven kids all in different age ranges and different activities, how do you guys keep the love alive? I think uh, one thing that we did... Uh, the beginning of this year that really helped us out in this area was downsizing. Mm -hmm. We had more disposable income to pay off some debt. And, but now, but the point is now we have um, more disposable income for dates. We try to, um, we try to do a date at least once every couple of weeks, but I right. think honestly we should try to do every week, but that's kind of where we're at right now. And then we also, um, towards the end of the night, I can't say we do it every night, but we'll have a, a little time to connect. Um, like last night, we had a little wine and cheese and we put on a movie, even though we knew we weren't going to watch the whole movie, but just to be around each other and reconnecting. So we've been doing that. Um, and, and one of Esther's terms, favorite terms, pocket dates. Yes, pocket dates. And so sometimes uh, we'll run errands together and just any, any time that we can do things around each other with no kids, we try to do that. <laughs> Let me tell you guys, I think we, we figured out that we haven't been alone in our own house for more than 10 minutes in the last two years. Wow. Yeah. But see, we, so we will leave, we will leave this house because that's the only time <laughs> that we get to be alone because the kids are always here. We have usually teenagers like to go out, right? Not mm -hmm. ours, not ours. They <laughs> like to be home. And, and, but we don't, we don't get upset with that because we know how many kids are out running around and getting into trouble and, and partying. That's right. So we're glad yeah. that they're home. But at the same time, sometimes we're just like, okay, we, 
we haven't had any alone time in this house. Of course, we have a mother-in-law that lives with us too. And so between the kids, all four kids, it's like a revolving door. So yeah, so we will actually have to leave our house and um, we we can't always afford a hotel. You know, it just depends. And so if we can't, um, sometimes we'll just do like you said, go out on these little mini excursions. Uh, we are yeah. lucky enough to have, I don't know what your custody schedule is, but we are lucky enough to have every other weekend with no kids. Now our teenage son is always home so that therefore our house, you know, is never empty, but, um, we at least don't have a lot of responsibilities cause he's older. So on the weekend that we don't have the kids, we'll try to like go out and just do something. So yeah. what is your custody schedule? Like, do you guys ever have alone time without, you know, or, or do you guys have kids in the house at all times like us? Pretty much all times <laughs> because we have the three and the four year old together. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for that, at, at now uh, during the summers we would have no kids, but right. because Zion goes to Texas, but um, but um, yeah, we have the the two, our two. So there's always kids around, and that's usually when we go on our dates. When because um, we have Jay has his kids fifty fifty, and every so every other weekend and every Wednesdays and Thursdays. So when they're with their mom on that particular weekend, that's when we'd go out on on our dates and just get a sitter for um, the 10 year old, the four and the three year old. And every once in a while we get uh, the opportunity to, I think maybe like maybe once a year, we, we go on a weekend, you know, somewhere far away. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. You have to do those things as a couple. I think you really, especially in a case like yours where, you have your own kids together, so it's not as easy. Do you ever get the older kids to watch the younger ones? Oh, yes. Yeah. We've done that. Um, with the, my 19-year-old, uh, 17-year-old, and the girl, we mostly get her <laughs> to watch them. <laughs> but um, they and, and she's always willing, and she'll she'll watch them and, and while we go on dates. But when, they, when we have them, we usually try to do things together as a family instead of um, doing just dates. Oh, yeah, when we have my first three, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we try to do family things together. Um, or we would do, because we both work from home, we would do, sometimes we'd do a day date where we just lunch. grab lunch together for about an hour and just, again, spend that little time to reconnect um, so we can continue. So that that's, that's amazing, and I'm really glad you guys are doing that. Um, what do you think is just going really, really well in your family right now? Like something that you guys are totally proud of your blended family right now. What can you share? Um, I think uh, there, there are, uh, I, I think that our approach to um, each other is, uh, has really been going well. I mean, I, and I, and I talked about it earlier about, us really focusing on ourselves. And I think we started doing this at the beginning of the year and I, I, I focused on myself and then Esther focused on herself as far as, you know, how we can improve ourselves. And it's really just, it's just greatly improved our relationship. And, uh, and then as a result, I think everything else, like I said before, everything else has just fallen in place. I think uh, another thing that's working uh, that we're very proud of, it's, it's our, our kids. They get along um, for them to not all blood related. I mean, I've heard some stories yeah. about, you know, the kids not getting along and fighting each other. And I, I praise God that that's um, I mean, earlier on when they were younger, there were some issues. But the seven of them, they, they get along really well. Yeah. And they call each other brother or sister, and uh, and that really warms uh, really warms my heart. And also, I think letting go of the expectations of um, I'm expecting Jay, my oldest, to have the best relationship. I, I'm not. I, I, the minute I let that go, there's so much relief and freedom in that. I, I just want Jay, and my kids, to have a relationship where there's a mutual respect. And they know that they can, Jay's there for them whenever they need him. I'm not expecting Jay to be their dad. They have a dad. You know what I mean? I just, Jay steps in where Jay can and be there for them. And my oldest will tell you, he knows that Jay's here for him. And now that, you know, he's 19, he thinks he's a man or whatever. But like he told me, he knows that Jay's here. And whenever he needs help, he knows that Jay will be there for him. And that, and that's all I can 
ask for. And that's it. Yeah, detaching from the outcome is a really good idea in a blended family because we really have no idea how things are going to go and things change right. all the time. So we really can't get too attached to anything because we never know from one week to the next or even one day to the next what the personalities are going to be like and what everyone's attitude's going to be like and what kind of problems are going to pop up. And so I think you really have to adapt a lot in a blended family and it sounds like you guys are doing that. I I have so many more questions but we're out of time. So what I will tell the listeners is if you want to know more about this amazing couple and their blended family, you've got to go check out their YouTube channel. And they really, they really take a deep dive into all of their issues. They're, they're very transparent. They just put it all out there for you guys to see, and they show you what they're doing. And so, um, what is the best way for people to follow you and your blended family and find your channel? Yes. Um, so they can go to YouTube, uh, just search this big house uh, we're also on Instagram, same thing, This Big House, and or even our website, thisbighouse.com. And what are your plans moving forward? What, what are your goals and dreams moving forward for your family and for your YouTube show? For our family, uh, we just want to just keep growing closer together. Uh, we want to develop these young uh, uh, you know, boys and girls into uh, men and women. Being one girl, uh, but yeah, we just want them to be successful, and we want to mold them now. I mean, that's that's like really our that's our goal as far as our family, and for us to have a just be have a successful marriage moving forward. And then, as far as did you have the something? channel? No, that's okay. Oh, go ahead. You can take, take that one. <laughs> as far as the channel. We just want to continue to um, impart into people and giving hope in terms of relationships, dealing with teenagers, dealing with blended families. And and I'm glad you mentioned the word transparent because that is something that we're very um, adamant about. I mean, you know, we're still keeping a, a certain level of privacy for our family, but we, we definitely want to um, showcase our mistakes so that way that can help someone from repeating the same mistakes that we have made. Yes, we're far from perfect. Yeah. Well, none so, of yeah, us that's, are that's, perfect. That's what that is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I thank you guys so much for coming on the show today and sharing your story. It is a wonderful story. You have a beautiful family. I encourage the listeners to check out everything Esther and Jay. I will add all of the links to the show notes. And I'd love to have you guys back sometime so we can, I guess, dive into some more issues because we ran out of time. Oh, yeah, sure. We definitely have more answers for your questions. So. <laughs> we would love that. We would love that. And we also would love for you to, to be on our show to talk about some finances, especially in our in most recent videos. We downsized and we talked about debt management and getting out of debt. And, and I would love for you to share some tips on debt and wealth and, and building wealth and, you know, that type of deal on our show. Oh, well, I would love to anytime. So we will stay in touch. And again, for the listeners, Check out Jay and Esther, This Big House. Thank you all. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.